powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. God, we're open, we're ready. Heal us in the places we did not even know we needed healing, God. As the shepherd tonight, God, I pray that the places where our wool has become overgrown, that we didn't even know it was overgrown. We didn't even know it impacted how we see, how we hear, how we talk, and how we walk. Tonight, we invite you in to do what only you can do, and that's heal. Everybody say, heal us, Lord. In Jesus' name, you can grab a seat, guys. Let's go to work. Our series, as you know, is love songs. We've been learning biblical love principles from popular love songs. And today's is Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. Now, listen. Now, this song has more. Go to the lyrics. This song has got more doggone lyrics than you would ever possibly imagine. I'm just waiting on my lyrics. Look, oh, baby, let's get down tonight. Now, I'm going to talk about these lyrics. Now, first of all, is that baby your wife? It's quiet. He says, I'm hot just like an oven. Well, go take a shower. Cool down. Listen. It says, look, I need some loving. Well, we got a problem right there because sex isn't love. You can have sex with anything. Animals can do it, which means it doesn't require love. Watch me. And baby, I can't hold it much longer. Somebody say self-discipline. He said, it's getting stronger and stronger because you wouldn't address it, Marvin, so now it's running you. When I get that feeling, I want sexual healing. Watch me. In other words, you have equated love and reduced it down to physicality only. Okay, let's go. Sexual healing makes me feel so fine. Helps to relieve my mind because it gives you a temporary escape that you have to return to. All right? Helps to relieve my mind. Sexual healing, baby, it's good for me. It's something that's good for me. Notice, you don't care nothing about her. You only talking about you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. Watch me. Whenever blue teardrops are falling. Okay, so you do this to heal your emotional wounds. 
Okay. And my emotional stability is leaving me. There is something I can do. I can get on the telephone and call you up, baby. So now we know y'all ain't married, so now we know she's a booty call because you had to call her up. I'm just dissecting the lyrics. That's all I'm doing. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. And, and honey, I know you'll be there to relieve me. In other words, you've become predictably promiscuous. The love you give to me will free me. Oh, okay, wait, wait a minute. Then if it freed you, why you got to keep calling it up? To get re-free? In other words, are you seeking out of sex something it is not designed to provide? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right through here. If you don't know the thing you're dealing, oh, I can tell you, darling, that's sexual healing. In other words, he says, let me tell you what you're good for to me. The only thing you're good for dealing to me is sexual healing. I, I don't want your mind. I don't want to know nothing about you. This is a transaction. Let's make love tonight. Why are you lying, Marvin? This ain't love. This is sex. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Well, I thought you had to call her. Now I'm confused. So is it that she fell asleep because your conversation is whack? Is it that all you have to offer Marvin is your body because there's nothing behind your brain? Is it that the only thing you have to offer is sex because you don't have substance? I... Okay. I mean, she, you have to wake up. I'm just saying. I got sick this morning. Heal me, my darling. A sea was storming inside of me. I think I'm capsizing. The waves are rising and rising. Now that's a double entendre. I'll just Google it. <laughs> Check this out. Check this out. Here's what he's saying. This is created because something's wrong with me. And I think if I'm physical with you, it'll fix what's wrong with me. And when I get that feeling, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. I think there's more lyrics. Go to the rest. Go to the next. Is there more? So it keeps going on. Then it goes, this is, you see all these lyrics? It's like 400 lyrics. Come take control, because you don't want to leave. Just grab a hold of my body and my mind. Soon we'll be making honey. I'll be feeling fine. You're my medicine. Somebody said, that's too much power for a person to have. Open up and let me in. Darling, you're so great. I can't wait for you to operate. She's experienced, Marvin. You got to be careful. Please don't procrastinate. And I never knew the end of the song until I looked at this. Everybody look on the screen. Marvin say it's not good to masturbate. Now listen, I have taught about that before, and I want to tell you, Marvin don't know Bible. You got to go look up the series, Love and Blank, because I've taught about that. Somebody said, that's a lot of lyrics. Here, let me, can I go further? Here it is. That's number 233, 233 on Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs of all time. But check this out. Popular doesn't mean right. Why? Sex doesn't heal. I'll say it again so that everybody hears me. I said, sex doesn't heal. Let's go. 
and many churches and pastors won't have the sex talk. So what happens is you learn the wrong way. You learn it from music. So for some of you, when you hear a song like this, your mind instantly goes places because this became the plate or the classroom from which you learned about love, which you learned about sex, which you loved about intimacy. Lil' Kim was your teacher. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. This became the way that you were educated. You were educated because of the music. You were educated because of media. And worse yet, some of you, you were educated about love, sex, and relationships from messy people. You had pimps trying to teach you how to love. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You had players trying to teach you how to love. But I need you to know you are the interruption to the dysfunction that you were introduced to. Somebody say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. Let me show you this. Proverbs 14 and 12 says this. We go in there tonight. Proverbs 14 and 12. So if you're a little squeamish, you need to just be all right. You're going to be good. It's going to be good for us. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man. Uh-huh. But its end is the way to death. Death in Hebrew there, the language of our Old Testament, which Proverbs is, it means ruin. Many people have ruined what could have been great because they did not know how to handle the gift called sex. Many people have, watch me, things have come to a dead end because of their inability to discipline themselves when it comes to sex. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You have seen people that had promising futures, but they could not master their sexual desires, and so it cost them everything. Come on, let's go, Bible. David, you're supposed to be the greatest king to ever live, but you do not know how to master your sexual desires and your sexual discipline, so consequently, you got to die early because you can't be trusted around women. And then here's the last meaning. It means hell. This is the right a way that seems right to a man, but its end is hell. And this, this certainly could be literal hell, but can we go deeper? Listen, how many people, for a few moments of pleasure, it created a lifetime of pain? In the movie Thin Line Between Love and Hate, Della Reese was telling her son, whose name was Donnell, in the movie, she says, she says, Donnell, she says, a night full of passion is, is going to cost you a life full of pain. He's like, Mama, I know, I know, I know. And then that Lynn Whitfield came and got him. Some of y'all today still don't put your full name on stuff because of some folks you used to mess with. Some of y'all today still won't go certain places because of folks you used to met with, because of folks you used to deal with. And I need you to know, God says, I'm not going to have you running another day of your life. I don't care how you messed up, how you screwed up, how you jacked up. The rest of your days will be the best of your days. Come on, open your mouth and say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. So, so check this out. Check this out. Sex by itself isn't love nor acceptance. It's not. So the whole song is wrong because sex isn't healing. Okay? Now, check this out. Well, how do you know that, Bishop? It's real simple. You can have sex and never be intimate, yet be intimate and never have sex. I'm going to say it again. You can have sex and never be intimate and be intimate and never have sex because intimacy is not touching. Intimacy, let's look at the word, into me you see. In other words, there are people you've never laid with that you've been more intimate with and there's people that you've laid with that don't know nothing about you. 
because this was a transaction. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I'm feeling kind of thuggy a little bit tonight. Got my Tim's on. Please talk back to me so I don't say something. They're going to have to cut out the CD. I mean, the uh, podcast. This was a transaction. This was nothing but a. I had another word. I ain't going to say it. Don't push me. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Listen. I, look, everybody look at this. Can I show you this in scripture? Because many times, here's what you think. Here's what you think. If you screw, you'll be better. Now, I said that. Because I can't have, listen, if we don't have this talk in church, then you're going to go have it with Instagram. Because you're going to have the talk. Come on, let's go. You're going to call up some dumb friend of yours that don't know Nan. Been to places that you've been. And Stop right there. Don't say no more. Let me show you how, how, how this works. Judges 16 and 1. Samson was a strong man. And the Bible says Samson went to Gaza, and there he saw a prostitute. Let me stop you right there. Prostitute there doesn't mean prostitute the way you and I think of it today. You and I might think of a prostitute today as someone who is paid for sex. And check this out. It, it literally means, the word prostitute in Hebrew there, it means somebody he fornicated with. What's fornication? That's sex without a marriage license. Now we're going to get married, so it's, you know, what's the difference? No, because here's the deal. If you can't wait, the Bible says love is patience. So your lack of patience tells me that you lack love. Listen. So, so when it says prostitute, it means she, they fornicated. Sex before marriage. But check this out. But it, it, by definition, it means a figurative prostitute because she got paid. Because in that moment, she felt accepted. In that moment, she felt like at least somebody want me. In that moment, she felt like at least somebody wants to be with me. Not understanding. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Watch me. And he went into her. Now, if I was to teach you the story of Samson, you realize Samson just had a bad breakup with his wife. So this girl is the rebound girl. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So he sees her and he says good things to her and he makes her feel desire because he's just trying to get some sexual healing. The problem, Samson, is sex does not heal, which is why you had to keep going from woman to woman to woman, from relationship to relationship to relationship, because the healing you sought in sex, you can never get. It's quiet in this church tonight. So watch me. He went into her. Somebody holler, rebound. This was the rebound girl because his wife and him just had a bad situation. His father ends up giving his wife to, uh, to another person. And, 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 and so Samson's hurt emotionally. So if I listen, to, please listen to me. To deal with his emotional hurt, he sexes. I'm hurting, so I want some sex. Because you learn from Marvin that you think sex is healing. It's quiet in this church tonight. Wow. Watch verse 4. After this, he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek. Stop. Hey, 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 baby girl that he laid down with. He didn't love you. And, and, and I know it's easy for the ladies to say, that's right, Bishop, preach. Because we got a whole new breed of woman on the planet today. That is just as doggish as some men. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That'll lay down with whatever man and have a transaction. And We're going to take a worship break in a second. Somebody say, after this he loved. Check this out. Check this out, baby girl. Notice she doesn't even have a name. She's just called the prostitute. 
Because you gave them something that was priceless to you. You gave them something you treasured. And to them, you were a number. You were just another mm, on a hit list. Trying to fix your inner issues. Listen. But did they not tell you that he was a savage? Listen. If I look, if I look, if I look. She's nameless to him. Because, and I need you to understand this. Because many times, and you're about to see this make so much sense in a moment. You are mad that people don't value you. But in the spirit, you never established a value. So because in the spirit you were so inexpensive, God can't send somebody to you that has the ability to pay the price. And I'm not talking about money, but I'm talking about to pay the price for you. Because in the spirit you gave yourself up to be. Okay. You put your price in the market of the spirit. I'm going to show you in a minute. Some of y'all ain't saying nothing. Verse 4. After this, he loved. So he had the capacity to love. He just didn't love who he slept with. Because some of y'all feel like, well, what was wrong with me? Nothing. You just were a cheap and easy, accessible. And they're going to love somebody else. And they're going to post her, just not you. Come on. They're going to post him, just not you. I need you to never allow yourself to be so cheap like that. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I've got value. I've got value. All right. After this, he loved a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. What did he do? He hit it and quit it. She called him up talking about when we getting together. He's like, getting together? <laughs> I've moved on. My next 12, my best 12. And they don't include you. Because how could I ever treasure what I never had to pay for? And I'm not talking about money. How would I ever treasure? Would, listen, whatever cannot be tested cannot be trusted. And our culture says, our culture says, you need to, you need. Come on, y'all. Really? We're going to do this? No, really? This is what we're going to do. Our, our culture says, listen. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Get up, get up, get up, get up. And God says, that's a mess, that's a mess, that's a mess. <laughs> And notice, you ready? I bet old girl was talented, gifted, skilled, probably a good catch. What she did not realize is she was laying down with somebody that doesn't know, watch me, that because he has value issues, he, he has issues evaluating. If you have problems with your self-value, you're going to have problems giving proper valuation to other things. Since Samson didn't see himself the way God saw him, that means he didn't have the ability to see other people the way they were supposed to be seen. Because you know who he ends up loving? Delilah. How are you going to love Delilah, whose name in Hebrew means one who weakens or makes poor? How are you going to literally love the woman that's the reason you broke? 
The reason you were the strongest man to ever walk uh, uh, during your day, and now they plucked your eyes out, and they've shaved your hair because you did not know who to love, because you didn't know how to love, because you didn't value yourself, so you didn't know who to value, so you used old girl as a sex toy to only get played by Delilah. So listen, let me say it again. Sex by yourself isn't love or acceptance. Got it? I need everybody to say that. Say sex by itself isn't love nor acceptance. Now remember, remember this scripture. Let's go back to it real quick. Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way that seems right to man. We've been taught that way by music, media, and messy people. But the end is ruin. The end is dead or it's an end. And the end is hell. Can I take this further? How do we know that we're doing sex wrong? today's culture. Here's how. Sexless marriages. It's quiet in the church. Who gets married to be roommates? You got your half of the rent? So look at the screen. 25%. I know these numbers are wrong because Americans lie. But this is the official numbers, but you know they're lying. 25% of American marriages say they have no sex. One out of every four couples say, I told her to get up. She didn't. I said, wake up. She said, I got a headache. Forty percent of marriages. Say, let's put this on the calendar. <laughs> Once a month. It's, some of y'all getting real uncomfortable. Just look at me. Because so I can see the uncomfortability on some of y'all's faces. Just look at me. We're going to finish this word. Oh, I'm going to finish. Come on. 40% once a month. Now, here's what everybody likes to do right here. Nah, Bishop, I'm already telling you, because when I get married, it's going to be bam, 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 bam. Be, be, be careful. Because your, your mouth might write a check that your spouse won't cash. Back to the screen. 35% of marriages. Say, Bishop, please don't do no Friday night fires. <laughs> Once a week. Now, I want to deal with this. Because whenever a couple, remember, the way we've been doing it is not working. The way we've been doing it is not working. The way we've been doing it is not working. And, and you're going to see something in just a second. The way we've been doing it is not working. Uh, and the Bible says, and, and part of that, when you, you're dealing with challenges like this in a marriage, is it's a deeper issue. Because remember, sex doesn't heal. Remember, sex is an intimacy. It's, so when there's a lack of sex in a marriage, a marriage with paperwork. Not promise rings. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk to me. <laughs> Not you know I got you. <laughs> I, watch, it's a deeper issue. 
since sex doesn't heal, since sex isn't intimacy, whenever there's a lack of sex in a marriage, it's an indicator. It's pointing at something. It's saying there is another problem here, and watch me, it's blocking the physical connectivity. Because guess what? Nobody wants to touch somebody they don't like. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. Don't nobody want to be hugged up, sweating, and greasy with somebody I can't stand? Y'all ain't going to talk to me. It's an indicator there's a deeper issue. And you just say, well, 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 man, let's spice it up. You don't need spice. You need to get you some pots and pans in the first place. But, sir, we ain't even trying to spice up the food. You ain't even got no pots and pans in the house. I... All right. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, here we go. 1 Corinthians 7 and 3. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. And the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual needs. Everybody listen to me. Needs there in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it means it's a debt. Watch this, not a reward. And many people in marriage have learned to use sex as a tool of manipulation. You want some? I'm going to need a purse. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Ain't nothing going on over here if you ain't got something. On. Look, literally, the Bible says sexual needs of a married couple, it's a debt, which means pay up <laughs> when you're married with legitimate paperwork. You can't print this paperwork offline. <laughs> um, so, listen. Look at verse 5. Here we go. Do not deprive each other. This is a command. He says, do not deprive each other of sexual relations. So sex is for marriage. Unless you both agree, that's going to be rare, to refrain from sexual intimacy. <laughs> you may get a few days. Of it. Unless you... <laughs> Unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time. Listen to the Apostle Paul. For a limited time. <laughs> so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. He said, only do this if this is about fasting and prayer. <laughs> Look what the Apostle says. Afterwards, y'all come on back together again so the devil don't tempt y'all because of your lack of self-control. So, so here's the problem. Because we have inextricably connected sex to intimacy and sex to love, we see it as a root, not realizing it's a fruit. The lack of sex is not a root issue. It's a fruit issue. It's pointing to something else. It's trying to show you that there are deeper connectivity issues. You all are physical, but you're not intimate. There's no real connectivity because nobody wants to touch somebody. Watch me. They're not attracted to. And why did they lose attraction? Because you gave others the attention. Let's talk. Marvin Gaye has another song. It says, I want you to want me. But I want you to want me. Just like I want you. Now, I cut a few words out. Because Marvin has 4,000 lyrics in all of his songs. Listen, it's a deeper issue. Somebody says it's a deeper issue. 
So people will say, well, we're just having issues in sex in our marriage. No, you don't have a sex issue. You have a one of y'all don't like one another issue. You have, there's a deeper, there's a trust issue. Here it is, because, because, watch me, because if I'm going to give you my body, even after I've committed to giving you my body, it is a recommitment every time I give you my body again. So to keep recommitting to do this, and I no longer trust you, now we understand why I won't give you what I already promised you I would give you up front. This is, come on, we need to ride real hard right through here, Tonto. Now, now here's the thing. The, the Apostle Paul, he says, listen. Don't deprive one another. Don't use sex as a reward. I like how you talk to me today. Come on. Everybody listen to me. That's witchcraft. What is witchcraft? It is manipulation. You are using a weapon of war to force someone to do what you want them to do. And watch me. And I've watched many men Get pimped, my God, by sex. That's a good way to clean it up. You can't be whipped. By sex. They got to reverse it. You got Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. If there's sexual issues in your marriage, you have a deeper problem. If it's not a sex problem, you have a deeper problem. You have a deeper problem. You have a deeper issue. There's something deeper that needs to be dealt with. And in, in the interim, it's going to be very difficult. That's why the Apostle Paul said, do not do it. But understand, when he's writing to them in Corinthians, these are some freaky people. The Corinthians are some freaky people. The stuff they did, like when they would go to church at Corinth, they had the temple of one of their goddesses, Aphrodite, where we get our word aphrodisiac. So, like, imagine, you know, you got ambassadors out to greet you. They would have a thousand temple prostitutes. Now, we just learned prostitutes. They had a thousand girls out front of the church talking about, Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. And so the men wouldn't come in the church. The ladies would come on, come on, preach that good word. Come on, man of God. And the men was outside. And she knew. Woe unto the woman that knows and gets mad later. You can't be mad for what you tolerated and put up with. Y'all ain't gonna say that. Woe unto the man that knows and gets mad later. You cannot, I know this is real, but we've got to have the sex talking. If we don't have it in church, you're gonna have it with somebody that don't know what they're talking about. All right, can we go further in this? So here's the thought. Well, maybe if we have more sex, it's gonna fix our marriage. Uh, let's just basic math would tell you that if that was true, um, then nobody would be getting divorced. <laughs> let's look at the Bible. S uh, sex may prolong. Let me give you the point before the scripture. Sex may prolong a broken marriage, but it will not fix it. Nor here it is. Nor will it change them. Let me just help everybody. L listen, I know you are gifted and talented and skilled. Okay, <laughs> but it ain't that good. You're not going to change them. I just have to say it because everybody want to talk about all now was I, sir, sir, ma'am. See, see y'all don't want to be real in church. Y'all, let me just.
It won't. It won't. I don't care what kind of tricks you got. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I don't care what you order to spice up the bedroom. Because a lot of Christians are thinking, well, maybe we need to order this. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. Maybe we need to get this. Maybe if we do this, it'll be better. No, it won't because it cannot fix the broken place. Because sex does not heal. That's going to make you feel good, sure. It's designed to feel good. Got it? Okay, now, why y'all get quiet? Like, no, nah, But after that, you're going to have to deal with the realities of the situation. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, all right. It may prolong a broken marriage, but it will not fix it. Everybody, listen, and it's not going to change them. So many times people use sex as a tool of change. And, and here's the deal. You may get some temporary compliance. You got it? But, but it will not change them. Let me prove this to you in the Bible. Come on, y'all still with me? Now here we go. Genesis 29, 32. And Leah conceived and bore a son. What does conceive mean? Sex. She loved him down. <laughs> and Leah conceived and bore a son. <laughs> oh, now y'all want it. Now y'all want it. Okay, look. Look, and Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben, for she said, because the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Look at the state of her marriage. She calls it affliction. Why is it affliction? Because, baby, Jacob never wanted you. He had to have you because, his, because Laban tricked him. And, oh, God, come on, come on, come on. And there are some people, please, I pray you never become somebody's default. I pray you're never somebody's, well, I don't have any more options or my biological clock is ticking, so I better figure out and settle down with somebody. You are too prized by God to be somebody's default. You are too valuable, men and women, to be somebody's. He never wanted her. So they screw him, but he doesn't love her. But, Bishop, why are you saying that? Because I'm talking like how you talk. You don't say it, he went into her. You don't speak King James English. <laughs> and they did know one another carnally. You don't speak like that. <laughs> now look, the state of her marriage is affliction. So look what she does. She has sex and says, let me have a son. And I want you to see what she says. Now my husband will love me. And there's a lot of Christians, please listen to me, where you have been put under bondage that's not Bible that says what y'all need to do is build a family and that's going to fix the broken connection between you two. Kids, listen to me, do not punish kids because of your poor relationship decision. That's not God. I'm going to say it again. Do not put kids in the middle of you trying to feel good about yourself. Do not put kids in the middle of you trying to make somebody love you. Leah, what you should have did is said, listen, Jake, if you don't want me, release me so I can go get a man that knows what to do with me. But I'm not going to bring these kids 
And this family, this family fight has been going on since then until now. Do you not know all of the tribulation we see over in the Middle East is a result of a family fight? This is a family fighting. All because of how they were conceived. Can I go further here? Verse 33. So she says, now my husband will love me. Evidently that didn't work. So look at verse 33. She conceived again. What does that mean? Get up, get up, get up, get up. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And in those moments, I want to be real deep right here. You ready? In those moments, she thought, he want me now. In those moments, things are about to get better now. So what did she do? So they sex again. And after they sex again, she bore another son. So now, watch me, what is she producing? She's producing a bloodline of men that are conceived, watch me, on the back of sex being used as a tool to manipulate. So no wonder there are so many generational things that we deal with because she didn't pay attention to what was happening as she was conceiving. So she conceived again and bore a son and said, because the Lord have heard that I am hated. So here's how she views her marriage. Jacob hates me and Rachel, my sister, hates me. And we sitting up living in this in this love triangle. (laughs) Oh, God, I want to say something right there. Because often when a third party enters the scene, it's somebody familiar. Let's talk. Often when it's infidelity, it's somebody that you already knew. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. She conceived again and bore a son and says, because the Lord, we're going to have a worship break in a second. Because the Lord has heard that I'm hated. He's given me this son also. She called his name Simeon. This is the state of her marriage. He hates me. I gave him a baby, a baby boy, an heir to the throne of Zamunda. And he hates me. And now I lost my sister too. Because she hates me. Why? Because at this time, Rachel can't have kids. So she, Leah's producing, watch me, please listen to me, to spite her sister. Be careful who you get with to spite somebody else. He's given his son also, and he called his name Simeon. Okay, let's go. Verse 34. And she conceived and bore a son. Somebody say, again. Again. So what happened? Sex down. Got it? And she said, now this time, my husband will be attached to me. Levi is what that means. That's why the the Levitical priest, the priest is attached to the church. She said, this time, what's me? She says, now this time, my husband will be attached to me because I gave him three sons. I've given him what Rachel couldn't give him. But the problem is he doesn't want you. And Leah, you're torturing yourself when you lay down with who you know does not desire you. And you feel good for that time and you feel good for those moments. But the problem is, is that you're going to have to wake up. And when you wake up, you will be reminded of the fact that who he wants to spend his time with is her. Who he wants to talk to is her. Who he wants to tell about his day is her. He only going to say that to me. Who he wants to interact with is her. And you, you have simply become a receptacle for his semen. 
gave him three sons. I gave him three boys. He said, sons, warriors, gladiators, fighters. He's going to want me now because I, I had sex. And sex is healing. No, no, no. Okay, it's not healing. Sex is intimacy. We're intimate. No, because he still don't want to talk to me. He doesn't want me to see any of his hidden places. Because sex is much easier than intimacy. Sex is physical anatomy. Intimacy is emotional vulnerability. With sex, there's a predetermined end in mind. With vulnerability, I don't know what you're going to do with what you know now. Come on here. And I pray in your next 12 that you be able to be vulnerable with the people that are in your life. Open your mouth and say, my next 12 will be my best 12. All right, so look. How many sons did you give him? Three. Now just think about that, ladies. So what, 10 months? Let's go with 10 months. That's 30 months of pregnancies. No anis, uh, what they give him? No drugs? No, what's the stuff they give him? All is here. <laughs> All is here. None of that. She popping them up old school style. And she's already weary. Because the name Leah in Hebrew means tired, lazy eye. But lazy eye doesn't mean, you know, if you grew up, you always thought that she was cross-eyed. That's, that's not what was happening. That's not what's happening. It literally means that her eye was weary. She was tired. Why was she tired? Because my daddy didn't want me. How do you know her daddy didn't want her? Because he literally played a man to get somebody to take her because he didn't want to be bothered with her. Her daddy didn't want her. And you know, this isn't the first time Laban has tried to do this. And now she's in this relationship. So she's tired. She's like the original uh, R&B love song that went through some trouble. She's the original not going to cry. Eyes <laughs> just crying. Listen. Everybody listen. We're about to move. You ready? You ready? So she says, now he'll love me. Because sometimes we think sex is going to bring someone closer to us. Sex is going to make things better. And so we've been taught that in culture. Just, you know, let's just have some sex. Sex. Now you have to say the word. Got it? Because you can make love without sex. You see, you've never been taught that. You've you never been taught that. You've never been taught that. Because you thought that sex was love. Not realizing that intimacy does not necessarily require physicality. This is why when people start cheating, they cheat emotionally first. They leave you through conversation before they ever leave you with a body. It's conversations. It's quiet in this church. All right, look at verse 35. She conceived again. God, dog. Because here's what, everybody listen, because here's what she said, I'm worth now. She says, I'm not worth love. She says, I'm only worth Come on, Jake. Come on in the room. I know you're going to leave me and go back to Rachel's bed. But at least for these next few minutes, I can feel like you kind of care. I can feel like you kind of want to be there. You ready for this? She conceived and bore another son. And she says, this time, 
I, let's go, will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah, and she ceased bearing. What does he say? I finally figured it out, Jacob, that this ain't going to fix us. And I've been putting all this energy, 30 months, now 40 months worth of pregnancies. That's almost, how many years is that? Three and a half years worth of being pregnant to only discover it's not going to change what's wrong with us. It's not going to fix what's broken with us. It's not going to make things better. Come on. And so this time she says, I will praise the Lord. And look at the last part of the verses on the screen. Then she ceased bearing. She said, listen, you want her, have her. Can I say something to everybody that's been listening to me? As many times culture has conditioned you to thinking that you can use sex to change what cannot be changed. I got one person clapping. <laughs> We're going to see how the rest of this message plays out because I ain't even got real yet. Oh, I'm about to. So look at the divorce rates. 50% of first marriages, 67% of second marriages, 73% of third marriages in the divorce in America. In other words, there's a divorce every 13 seconds. Let's count it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Somebody just filed for divorce. <laughs> now, I need y'all to get this. So if sex fixed broken relationships, why do they keep ending? Sex won't fix a bad pit. It won't. It won't. It won't. It'll make you ignore the fact that you made one temporarily. And then eventually, here's what you'll do. You'll begin to see what you think is the right pit. And it will now make you regret the pick that you made. So let's go back to our scripture in Proverbs. There's a way that seems right. I'm almost done because this last part is where we're going to get. That seems right to a man. But the end, is it, it, the end is the way to death. Ruin. Dead end. Hell. So now we look. Watch me. We have sexless marriages. Now what do we have? We have people who think that sex is intimacy and acceptance and it's love and it's not. And now we have a divorce rate that suggests you have all the sex you want. It's still going to end if it's a bad pick. And here's what's happened to Christians. Christians have been put under bondage that the Bible never puts them under. And you got Christians in abusive, toxic, cancerous relationships in the name of we're going to make it work. And now, granted, let's be clear. Can we just have a real honest dialogue here? There are things that can be worked through, things that can be progressed through, things that can be gotten over. Uh, you don't need a divorce because they keep leaving the Raisin Bran open, okay? <laughs> it's quiet right there. <laughs> she always leaving this Raisin Bran open. It's $4. No, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
Sir, if you're tripping over $4, I'm, listen, we need to have another conversation. We need to have a whole nother conversation. If you stop robbing God, you'd have it. Listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I better. Okay, so, so there's certain things that can be worked through. But when it comes to toxic, abusive, hatred, like what you see, you hate them? Like you drove around for 30 minutes because you didn't want to go home? Not because you were thinking on how to make it better when you got there, but you were trying to think, how can I get out of this? And some of you, your marriages, if your marriages are there, you need, you have a church that offers coaching for you to navigate through that. There are things that can be done. Listen to me. Do not go to the world and ask them how you should handle a Christian marriage. But do not be under Christian bondage that says, well, you got to stay in this bad relationship. Got to make it work. God hates divorce. I wish you'd read your Bible. If you read your Bible, God is talking about him and his people. The wife of your youth, he's talking about himself to his people. You can read it. It's in Malachi. So consequently, you have a lot of people who just figure, well, I'm just going just, you know, to keep sexing and just hope we get better. It won't. What are you doing to make it better? You think time's going to make it better? You have to do something to make it better. It's quiet in here. Come on, let's worship God for five. <laughs> I'm serious. Go to worship. Come on, five. God, help us through here, Lord. Five. Come on. Lord, help us through here. Four. Three. Two. Somebody say yes, Lord. Why do you do that? Because sometimes when you're getting a lot of truth, you just need some spirit to help. But 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 check this out. So 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 there are resources. All right. I just want to be real direct about that. There's resources, but Sex won't fix it if it's broken. It won't. It won't. Anybody hear me? It won't. Culture teaches you it will. Culture says that's the problem. Y'all need to take a vacation and go have some sex. All you did was pay to go do what you could have did at home for free. Now listen. I'm <laughs> some of y'all ain't laughing. That was funny. <laughs> All right, Holy Ghost, help me through this next part. All right, All right. So I want to pray for marriages. Father, I pray for every marriage in Harvest, everybody connected to Harvest. I pray, God, that they would be aligned, their houses would be aligned. I pray, God, that you would cause all things to work together for their good. I pray, God, that you would infuse them with love. Remind them of their original why. Remind them of their original why, God. We rebuke distractions. We rebuke frustrations that can't be fixed. We rebuke scenarios that can be corrected and can be changed. And I pray, God, for maturity. Come on, y'all. Let's pray for our marriages. I pray for maturity in marriage, that people would not be so fickle, that not be so uh, quick to cancel, but we pray for maturity. We pray for strong marriages in our church right now. In the name of Jesus, somebody say, yes, Lord. So let's go here. You ready for this? We're pouring out. I knew it would get quiet. Stay right there with me. We're pouring out. How do you know? And, and for all the ladies saying, that's right, Bishop, talk to these men. One third of porn users are women. And you want to know when y'all using it? Sundays after church. That's what the statistics say. <laughs> y'all got a word. 
What does this say? $3,000 is spent every second on porn. It's an investment club starting outside. <laughs> no, just, I'm joking. I'm joking. Just, all right, we're about to take some real talk. I'm joking. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. We're pouring out. Let's not pretend like we don't know what it is. Parents, do not pretend like your sons and daughters. They say kids are now being introduced to porn because le- that's what you do. You put them on these devices. They're being introduced to porn earlier and earlier. They say the average child now in America is introduced to porn between the ages of six and nine. You're talking about Tyrell just managed. Tyrell and seen some stuff. So we're pouring out. Now listen, this is not judgment. This is not condemnation. This is not anything, okay? All right? I would be a fool as a pastor to think that, it, and y'all don't, so don't even do that religious thing. Or that's right, Bishop. Talk to these people about this porn. My God. This is me and you have a conversation, okay? Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. We're pouring out. So listen to this. Porn, it ruins our perceptions. It ruins our perceptions. It ruins our expectations. Because now when it comes to sex, you want what you saw the actors do. Come on, just stay with me for the rest of this word. And it ruins our valuation of sex. Because look, because look, here's what the statistics tell us. Most people now won't pay for it. <laughs> he got the place so we could just walk through it. People say, if it ain't free, that's not where I'm supposed to be. of marriages that end in divorce cite porn addiction is the reason. Because it makes the spouse feel like they're trying to compete with an actor. They're trying to compete with a professional. (laughs) So let's not, let's not pretend like, let's not pretend like this isn't an issue. All right? Say it ruins our perceptions. Come on, I'm going to wrap this word up. Expectations and valuations of sex. So when we see it that easy, when we see it that readily available, it makes us think that that's how sex should be. So we don't value it. We don't treasure it. We don't see it. There used to be a day where people valued their virginity. Now the value is how, when can I lose it? You, and I'm not just talking about women. It was, it, was, it was built. Men, too. They protected and valued that. And now that's been turned upside down in culture. So consequently, our perception of sex is wrong. Our expectation of sex is wrong. Our valuation of sex is wrong. Because we don't realize we're being marketed to and sold fiction. Y'all ain't going to talk. You're being sold fiction. Are we, are we still here? Everybody just look at me. Don't worry about your neighbor right now. Just look at me. 
And some of y'all don't know what to do. You looking at your phone. I'm not in no scriptures. I'm trying to figure out what you're looking at. The notes are on the screen. It couldn't possibly be in your phone. All right, y'all with me? All right, I love you, Horace. Whoa. <laughs> I preach one word, and that's where it goes? Come on. I love you, Harvest. I love you, digital. I love you. Okay, so look at this. I want to show you something. 1 Corinthians 6.15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Harlot there means fornication. Y'all still with me? That's good. No, we're going we're to go. All right, check, check this out. So, so say, I belong to God. All right, so, so when you have sex before marriage, God says, you gave what was mine and gave it to somebody else. Now, I need you to get this because even married people, I'm going to show you why you have some of the issues you have. Because there's other people in the relationship. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. For my single people, I'm going to show you why it's so difficult. And sometimes you feel like, I don't know myself anymore. I'm confused. I can't make decisions. Why is my mind cloudy? Because you got other people in there. Let me show you. Here we go. He says, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Fornication. What does he say? Certainly not. Verse 16. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot, fornication then, is one body with her? Everybody listen to me. Condoms are for the body, not the soul and the spirit. So while you talking about you wrapped it up, there's some stuff you can't wrap up. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Because every time you have sex with somebody, you are one with their body, but you're one with their soul. What's your soul? Mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Can I be honest with you? Not just with them, but everybody that they laid with that's in them. So now you're talking about you only been with one person, but they've been with 10 people. So now you've been with 11 people. So now there's 12 souls in you. Minds, thoughts, wills, and emotions, which explains why simple decisions are so hard for you. Because there's 12 people trying to make the decision. Thoughts, wheels, you're pulled in every direction. Um, um, won't you come? You come? You come. All right? So here's the deal. I'm going to put you in the middle. All right? Come on in the middle. Okay? Now, just for this, 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 this illustration, okay? So, so, so here's what happens when you lay with someone. Y'all ready? This is why for those of you dating, it is so important that you date correctly because you need to know their credit history. And by credit, I mean little credit and sexual credit. All right, you ready? So here's the deal. So just in this analogy, okay, so, 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 you, so you lay down with one person, okay? So y'all grab, grab hands, okay? All right, y'all grab hands. There we go, okay? So you lay down with one person. I grab hands. You got it? Okay, now here's the deal. Now here's the deal. But you also lay down with him too, just in this analogy, okay? Just in the analogy, all right, all right, all right? Lay down with him. So now, so now here's the problem. Here's the problem. So now, here's the deal. The sex is over, but the soul's still in you. The spirit's still in you. What is your spirit? Your subconscious mind. This is why you see a lot of Christians when they start sleeping around with the wrong foe and laying with the wrong foe. Watch me. All of a sudden now, I don't know if I'm coming to church. Why? Because you got another spirit in you. I don't know if I'm going to serve because you got a hoe up in you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And since you ain't going to say nothing, I'm going to preach hard now. So now you don't even love the God that you say you love the way you used to love him because you got an unbeliever up inside of you. You got an atheist in you. You got a Muslim in you. 
liking stuff you ain't never like. Why? You got some stuff up in you. So here's what happens. So now you're trying to move forward, but you're being pulled. Y'all pull in your direction, pull in your direction. Because the sex is over, but your soul is still. The sex is over, but y'all ain't saying nothing to me, but your spirit is still. So here it is. You feel stuck. You feel blocked. You feel like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I need strength. Let me tell you why you have to pray for strength so much. Because other people that are no longer in your life are still pulling on you. But tonight, I wish. I wish. So stop, stop, stop. So now, so now you get married. So now both of y'all move on. No, no, but no, no, stay up here. Uh-huh, stay up here. Uh-huh. Come on, so you're going to be the husband. Just in the analogy, come on. Right, so, so, so now grab a hand. Okay, now here's the deal. Now here's the deal. Grab his hand. It ain't you two that's in the marriage. So you can't even enjoy him because he and he's still in you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. So now you're married, right? And you want to be happy. Nobody marries to be miserable, I hope. Jesus. You want to have sex and you want to eat. <laughs> you want to go to church and serve Denver. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Both of y'all trying to move forward. But y'all, he ain't never met him. But he has to compete with him in you. He ain't never met him. But <laughs> y'all got the pool. Y'all got the pool. <laughs> so here's the problem. This represents your soul. And this represents your spirit. Because nobody ever taught you that you were doing much more than having an orgasm. You were exchanging souls. You were exchanging spirit. Put the screen, put the verse on the screen. Do you not know? Look at what he says. Do you not know? Watch me. Shall I take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Surely not. Do you not know that he is joined to a harlot is one body with her? Join. Somebody say join. Body, soul, spirit. There are some people you can't stand that are still in you. And can I go deeper? Can I go deeper? Okay, y'all are. Jesus. I need security to get out of church tonight. Hey, so, so here's what happens. So here's what happens. So here's what happens. So now all of y'all are together. It ain't just you two. So now, y'all got trouble from people who are not even present. Still here? So here's the thing. So then you two want counseling. Problem is, the people causing the tension, they're not in the room because they're in you. Oh, and let's not forget who you lay down with. Come on. 
Because you think, ah, oh, Bishop, you know, I'm just going to sow my royal oats. You are not a prince. Listen. <laughs> you are not our king. All right? All right? So now, so now, so now, check this out. All of y'all are together. Now, if we want to go real deep, you want to go real deep? Because they didn't been with some folks, too. Come on, come on, come on, red shirt, come on, red shirt, red shirt, red shirt, red shirt. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, blue shirt, blue shirt, blue shirt, come on. He's looking around at y'all like, who got the blue shirt on? You got the blue shirt on. You got you an old school, bro. <laughs> Listen. She said, I want me a sugar daddy. Listen, I don't want one of these young boys. Give me a man that's got some money. Listen, I... <laughs> you got to have fun in church. Got to have fun in church. Look at, just look at somebody. Don't touch them, but say have fun in church. For my digital family, y'all type of them. Have fun in church. So now look, who's married? These two? Y'all go ahead and grab. Go ahead and grab. Go ahead and grab. But who's in the relationship? All of them. Meet your soul. And you were with her in 84. And you was with her. See, you, you went to her in, in 89, but then got back with her. Y'all was together all 90s. Y'all were together through Tony Braxton, Aura Kelly, all of it. <laughs> she couldn't come into the Chris Brown era. So this, everybody listen. Do y'all notice how all of these people up here look different? I need you to just catch this. Please get this. See how everybody up here looks different? Uh, go to camera one and just pan across, pan across, pan across. Everybody see that? See all these people? So no wonder you can't focus. Because all of this is in you. And you two trying to have marriage, but you never severed. You never severed. You trying, okay, you ready? Because some of you single people, you, God, when you going to send me somebody? You still got too many fake marriages on the books. Because every time you lay down with somebody, the Bible says that you have created a false marriage. So some of you single people, when God going to send somebody? Baby, you got a false, you, you married, you are a polygamist. You want God to send you somebody? You got five husbands now. Now, you guys, make sure when you go back to your seat so we practice good um, uh, stuff, sanitize, okay? All right, okay. So you'll be good, all right? Just look at me and you'll be fine. Okay, now just grab hands one more time. <laughs> listen, if I listen, so now you and you have one, two, three, four, by six people in your relationship. Six thoughts, six minds, six emotions. No wonder you're an emotional wreck. No wonder you drive down the street and just start crying for no reason. 
That ain't even your emotion. That's his. You ain't even met homeboy. He's the emotional one. You're not even like that, but she's in you because you laid with her. No wonder, no wonder you used to be fired up for God. But you messed around with Mr. Big's girl. And she was contagious, all right. You're contagious, yeah. Okay, stop. This must be church. I'm going to do that for altar call. So everybody listen. Here's the problem. The bleach is only there right now. Stains right there right now. So every time you lay, there's some more on there. Here's what's eventually going to happen. The places where the bleach is, they're going to be easy to rip. And for many, here, here's what we're about to do tonight, single and married. You've never done what we're about to do. There's some false marriages you've created because of sex. And some of you are married now to new people. And the truth is, you got in illegally because you had false marriages in the spirit. Look, look, at verse, look at the last part of the verse there. Verse 18. Flee sexual immorality. What does that mean? Flee screwing without a license. Let me just make it real simple, okay? People are like, well, what does he mean? Immorality. Yeah, stop. Fornt to Katine. And I added a T in there. To Katine. But not just that, but adultery and so on and so on. Flee. Somebody say, run for him. Did he say forward or from it? <laughs> so he just said, run it. Let's say, run from it. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality, he sins against his own body. Here's what God says. The only people being hurt by this, try to move forward, is you. So while you say it's no big deal, it's just sex, God says, okay, but you the one can't move forward. You the one got other people in your relationship. You the one got other people's emotional baggage and issues, and you're wearing other people's stuff. See, listen, this, this isn't even yours. Is this, oh, this, that's going to take too long. Um, give me something you got. Take that. <laughs> Put this in your, in your, in your, in your cubby hole. Everybody listen, everybody listen. That ain't even yours. You're now responsible, watch me, for when people reach out to you and you're responding to stuff you wouldn't normally respond to because you're carrying somebody else's devices. If I can say it another way. You're now affected by things that never used to affect you because you got somebody else's stuff in you. These are the two that met. I'm done. These are the two that met. But all of these are connected. 
are the two that got married in our illustration. But all of these people are in the marriage. And you say, I won't even talk to that girl, Bishop. You don't have to. She's in you. I don't even fool with him no more, Bishop. You don't have to. He's in you. So here's what the scripture is. I want everybody to stand in this building. Everybody online. In this building and online. Would you stand for me? Did anybody get anything out of this tonight? So listen. So listen. Go back to verse 17 for me. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? So the members of Christ be members of a harlot? That's fornication. Surely not. Do you not know that he was joined to a harlot was one body with her? He says, the two shall become one flesh. And must me. What we have to do is break all of this from your past. Whether you're married or single. Because for my single people, this explains why you can't find what you want. God cannot send you something that would be illegal for him to send. He won't. He won't. He's not, just like he ain't going to send you somebody else's spouse, he's not going to send you a spouse because you have too many fake ones. For my married people, some of you, the only reason y'all's marriage has so much hell, because it's not you two in it, is it's, it's you, Tyrell, Keisha, Darlene, Joe Willie. <laughs> Fernando. And James. Sugar Dad. <laughs> we have a fun in church. So everybody just close your eyes for a moment. Pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name. Come on, I need you to say this strong. Say, Father, in Jesus' name. Tonight, I come before you asking for forgiveness for all of my sin, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Tonight, I ask you in the realm of the spirit to cut some false marriages, to cut some false connections from my past sexual experiences. I will no longer be bound or connected to any of my past sexual experiences. In the name of Jesus, I ask that you sever every false marriage, false connection, false relationship I've ever had because of sex. And tonight, I emerge free from what has been. I emerge free from what I entered into and every single connection to anybody I have sex with is released and I renounce it. Every soul that's in me that's not my own, I release you. Every will that's in me that's not my own, I release you. Every thought that's in me that's not my own, I release you. And all of the emotions that are in me that are not my own, I release them in Jesus' name. Now y'all drop hands because that's what's happening in the spirit. Thank you all. Come on, I need you to give God a praise right there because that's what's happening in the spirit. That's what's happening in the spirit. That's what's happening in the spirit. Come on, Wednesday. I need you to just go up for 30 seconds. Go, worship. Pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. So tonight, did y'all get some out of this? All right. All right. Listen. Listen. So, so, so what does this mean now, Bishop? This means you're you. Say, in the realm of the spirit, that's done. Now, some of you, you may need to do sessions. You may need to do some one-on-ones to walk through some natural stuff. But I've completed my assignment tonight. Finally, it's only two of y'all in that marriage now. Finally, for my single people, you're actually single in the realm of the spirit. Maybe now your next 12, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. God can send you what you asked for because you're single now. If you're in this experience tonight or in this building or online, if you've never become a Christian or you want to recommit yourself to the Lord or you're not sure but you want to be sure, on three tonight, online, I'm going to ask you to hand wave emoji. In this building, I'm going to ask that you raise your hand. We're done tonight. I plan on being done a little earlier, but I realize this is a subject that for many people you've never heard and talked about in church. So I pray that tonight you have an understanding. I pray that tonight you're better. Did anybody get help from this at all tonight? You become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. On three, when the building hands up online, do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at, right where you're at, right where you're at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see you. Hallelujah. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my God. You are my Lord and my Savior. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. I'm me. No extra souls. No extra spirits. Just me. Now create in me, come on y'all, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I get you to take your phone out? Text the word decision at 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. When you visit Arizona, Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.